I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel, and we got a banger this week. I mean, an absolute banger. But it's just an appetizer leading into next week's card with Norma Dermont, main event, Carlos Felipe, co-main event. A lot of good stuff going on in the UFC right now. Um, they really make you pay to be a fan sometimes, and these next two weeks are really going to test the market. They're, they're, we've done this before, but I feel like this is setting the bar these next two weeks. If you combined the cards for the next two weeks, it's a bad card. Yeah. Combine them. There's yeah. still no main event. There's still no co-main event. <laughs> there's there's barely prelims. Like It's, it's rough, man. you got to pay to be a UFC fan nowadays. Never has the intro been so apt. Because just like, can, can we go quick? Because I don't care about anything that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, that, that was, was like, what, intro? five, Thanks six years ago that we did that? That was five or six years ago. It's gone downhill <laughs> since then. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why, right? Like, Wes, I know you always talk because the ESPN deal. But that makes sense, but it doesn't. Because they they've been doing a fight every week for the most part for, like, Five six oh, no, years. It's, it's it's since it's actually since the Fox deal. That's when it went yeah. downhill. When they started doing weekly cards, I yep. get it. And there's also, you know, there's spur, the Pellet and Bellator in PFL is not great. But if you take the top twenty five percent of Bellator and take the top twenty five percent of PFL, those are solid prelim fillers sucked up some of the that we don't have now so it does kind of flow up and i know everyone's like i love the competition i love that i ain't got time to watch bellator pfl legacy if they lfa whatever you i don't have time for that i want everyone in the same org because i can't watch fights on friday saturday sunday monday Tuesday, wednesday right like probably are starting to see that (laughs) you don't watch the nfl and the cfl and the Arena Football League, no. and the XFL, the you don't NFL watch all that Europe. Stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want it, it. Really, is the only like main sporting where it is spread out. Like, like you said, it's NFL, all the best players. MLB, all the best players. NBA, all the best players. It's just MMA that has it spread out. And I understand like fighter pay might even be worse <laughs> if it wasn't for that. And I do understand, but I like the other day. What was the Bellator main event? Um, Lima, Lima and uh, I heard it was terrible. And like, I don't don't have Showtime and I purchase Showtime sporadically. If there's like this amazing Bellator card, I'm not buying Showtime for one month to watch Lima and MVP when there's no other good fights in the card. I'm just not doing it. They, that could have been a, even though fights suck, like that's a main card fight in the UFC. You know, that's a decent fight when we got Carlos Felipe versus Andre Arlovsky co-maining and whatever. I don't know what Norma Dermont is. She's a main event. Um, so I, I, th- I think that's the other part of it. There is these orgs that are growing in talent a little bit. Yeah, my my thing with the kind of the ESPN part of it is they got a deal that lets them get away with this now is what it is. Like they yeah. they're they're paid the same amount no matter what. 
So now all they're looking to do is give ESPN their weekly content, this shit right here, stock the pay-per-views where they, I, I make think, extra make, money. make yep. extra money on buys. Oh, yeah. Stock, stock the pay-per-views, give you all this shit for ESPN content on their website. That kind of just kind of exasperated the problem yeah. of, of what they were doing over the past five or six years. And it even makes it's sense. Weird, though, cause, no, go, go for it. You go first. Oh, My point would be better. It's you weird because, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, like, Bryce and Rob, better than any fight on any of the cars over the past two weeks, over the next two weeks. And it wasn't even contributing to the review buys. But you broke up a little bit. Those fights on there. What fight did you yeah. say, Brad? Marab, Marab, and Marice. Oh, yeah, fight rocked. Yeah. Well, it, here, what I was going to say about like why this is beneficial for ESPN is now how they have pay per view set up. So ESPN people aren't going scri- to subscribe to ESPN Plus because there's a decent co-main event or third fight. Uh, it's not that's not going to drive people to purchase ESPN Plus, which that is the main thing for ESPN the UFC deal is to get subscriptions to ESPN Plus. But if you have this giant stacked pay-per-view card, you have to purchase ESPN Plus just to I buy the it. pay-per-view. Yep. So yeah, for ESPN, they also don't care if the yes, this card this week sucks and it's on ESPN Plus or whatever. That doesn't affect ESPN because they weren't going to get more subscribers out of this card no matter what was on it. Now they put yeah. on Conor McGregor or these big cards and all this. Then people are doing it because like, oh, well, it's only $10 for like, you know, I, I do this now and then I get the pay-per-view. What's the big deal? I need to watch this pay-per-view. So it makes sense for the UFC to do it this way because they are they make their money off the buys because like you said, it's a fixed amount from ESPN. And it makes sense for ESPN because these huge pay-per-views are going to drive their subscriber numbers up, which leaves people like us, which I call idiots, <laughs> watching Norma Dermont. Oh, on a main card and, and technically paying for it. <laughs> but like not yeah. watching really. <laughs> yeah. And look, I, I quit giving them pay-per-view money a long time ago after I bought like 10 through 70 something full price every time. Um, when the product started going downhill and shit, um, maybe not all of it, but the amount of good product they was getting, I quit, I quit buying pay-per-views and a person like me, I would subscribe to ESPN Plus anyway, me personally. Like for yeah. the soccer, soccer and the, yeah. the, the football and all the shit that they put on there, I would subscribe to it anyway. But um, the, the lacrosse, the NHL deal now, huh? huh? Yeah, that's uh, pretty wild. You guys are getting fucking NHL but like, <laughs> included in ESPN Plus. That's wild. It, as far as like how they set up to where you have to have a ESPN subscription to order the paper. I mean, that's, that's a genius business move. Genius. By, both, by both of them. Like it. It worked yeah. like like Lance said, a Conor McGregor pay per view. Everybody, it's like seven bucks. It's like seven yeah, bucks. Yeah, it, it, shit. It, they're giving you guys a free, well, free uh, pay per view coming up. Oh, the next. I mean, the, the, in, in Canada, we have to pay. We have to pay yeah. for it. It's on pay per view yeah. in mean, Canada. If, if you're willing to shell out two hundred sixty five or sixty five dollars for a pay per view, you're not even going to think about that ESPN yeah. subscription. It's not even in your mind. Yep. But I will say. ESPN Plus for what it costs might be the best deal on the planet. Oh, it is. There's not a better. Tremendous. Definitely sports. There's well, no you, work. There's when no you combine work. it, the, the the combo with Disney Plus and fucking Hulu, yeah, it's like uh, four dollars some... for ESPN. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But like just ESPN alone, like there's not another sports streaming site that's anywhere close. I mean, no. it, NBC has has the Premier League. 
but they split that up now and you got to buy Peacock and uh, have NBC to get all of the Premier League games. But uh, yeah, that that ESPN Plus is a, is yeah. a great fucking bargain. Game. Yeah, and, and I will say, you know, you mentioned pay-per-view quality. The pay-per-view quality is, since the ESPN deal is this, like because of how they're doing this, like most of them, definitely most of them. Yeah, yeah. there could be the, sometimes the when, one, but... sometimes when they're bad, they're bad to us as like huge MMA fans who watch every week. But they may be better to like the the general public if there's certain fighters like like take a Misha Tate if you put in a pay per view, nothing to us. But Misha Tate is still well known, and like yeah. people like that who that fight yeah. might might mean to us, but it is for for others. But the pay per views in general, like. They've been phenomenal. Like Good I haven't start. ordered a pay-per-view and felt guilty in a while because I do buy all the pay-per-views and it's not because I'm a UFC supporter or care about fighter pay or any of that. I'm lazy. And if you tell me to use a website and I have to click the X button more than once, that's just too much for me. I don't have that kind lazy of energy. and bad with technology. You got, you just got, way. you got to have a good computer in the right site. And it's, I got a, I got a work it, computer. You can, <laughs> you, I, seriously, you can literally get, 1080p HD fucking pay per view streams now that might rarely and is gonna pop, get you. pop out. He's gonna get you, Wes. He's gonna get you. I did. Lance I, tried that once and he got, an, he got an email from HR on Monday <laughs> and so that that was all she wrote for trying to stream. I've, <laughs> I, I've streamed some stuff, not like UFC maybe once or twice here and there, but like boxing, if it's about boxing pay per view or those stupid Jake Paul fights. And I just always have freaking issues. Like always, like it's like oh it froze again. Oh, I need a new site. Oh, I need a new site. Oh, this pop up. I ain't about that. I'd rather I, not watch. I know, I know. Most people don't want to hear, but this this sport was really never better as a viewing. Like viewing it is when the when the UFC had a, an event once a month. You had all the other regional shit going on, and you had the literal best of the best on a card once a month. It was never better. It was if you wanted MMA uh, every week. You could still find it. There was Friday yeah. night fights every single week. Uh, I mean, Bellator was starting to come around, and you could get Bellator on a Saturday night or Friday night or whenever the fuck they were yeah. on. Um, I like I like a lot of MMA. Don't get me wrong, but I just think, like you said, Lance, you want all the talent in one place. Back then, most of the the top of the top talent was in one place. Now we just have thousands of fucking fighters that when they're just marginal, people are like, "Oh, they belong in the UFC." Every week we watch we watch contender series and yeah. all these MMA journals are like, oh, that dude deserves to be in the UFC. He's he's UFC, right? I'm like, what the fuck are y'all watching? Compared to what's Literally. in the UFC right now, it's actually that's, not that's, uh, a terrible thing. That's yeah. the problem. That is the problem. UFC caliber is a different story. And I think for me, if it's like it wasn't for gambling, I would not want cards every week. Like that is the only thing. Like this card this weekend, I would not watch it if I was not gambling on it. I just wouldn't like I'd maybe after I'd watch the fights I care about, but I would just like any, like some sports I don't want to watch. Like if I don't watch all the baseball games, I'll check the results after and no worries. But in MMA, we feel the need to watch everything. I, we would. Just, I, we, I would, I would watch I it, but it, if I wasn't gambling on it, like this, this shit, you know, present day, it would be like a, almost a background thing. I would be watching yeah. college. I would be watching college football paying attention to that probably a little more uh, to where when I'm gambling on this shit, it's college football that's on the other other yeah. screen. And I I would be okay for bi-weekly, I, I think. Like if you took 
take two fight night cards, make it one pretty damn good card. Right. And then maybe you do like a, I wouldn't mind doing bi-weekly Saturday cards and then like a went Tuesday or Wednesday yep. card, whether it's contender series or it's five fight main cards that are decent. So you're not taking all the talent away, but like Wednesday you have a five fight card that the week there isn't a Saturday one. And then the following week you have a Saturday and the following week you have a Wednesday, but it's all about dry. It's all about viewers. It doesn't matter about quality because it's not driving any additional revenue. And when it comes down to it, what people don't understand about the UFC regarding fighter pay, fight cards, all this stuff, they're a business. They don't give a shit. Like their job, like everyone who works in the corporate world. Every last ounce. That's why they need collective bargaining. Anyone that works in in a corporate setting, like if it's sales and you're like finance, like all this stuff and you're together. Like when I'm working on deals, right, for my company, our job is to get as much out with as little as possible. That's every job. That's every company that you're working for in this world. It's – Okay, what do we have to, like when you're hiring somebody, right? Okay, what's the lowest we can go to get someone in this role? That's that's the discussion every TA manager is having with the hiring manager, right? Okay, how much do you need to get the person you need? All right, we can go here. That's low enough. Okay, good. Like it's not about, hey, how do we make sure this person's super happy when they first start? Like, can, will they take 80? Will they take 80? <laughs> like, can we give with 80? I mean, this, this is a little, the government this is tell, a little it, different. This is a little different than a corporate. It, 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 but is Until it? the yeah, government you're, tells you're, you that what you're, you're doing is illegal, they're going to. You can look around at all the other major sports in the world. Yes, this is a little different. And it, it's on is the it? fight. And the, the amount of fights and fighters that are going on and moving around and in and out of the UFC, that's a problem, too. You can't but is focus. It? Well, I mean, they're, yeah. They're, it they're, is not, they're not losing the pay-per-view draws. They're not losing the, the guys, the, the people that you're going to turn the TV on to watch. Like, you think losing Ryan Bader – is Phil Davis like are those is that hurting Mutanch? But they're not. They're also not creating more guys that are those pay per view draws. Like yeah, that's, if it that's happens, it happens. But they're it's not gonna... because they're going to Bellator or PFL. No, no, but not yet. Well, like you said <laughs> at yet. the beginning, like you said at the beginning of this, you would rather have all the best talent in the world in one org, and you know how that could probably happen faster than anything else. Collective bargaining, where fighters are making good money, they can train properly, they can. Uh, it just the the you the monopoly the UFC has, it's good in ways, uh, it's yeah. bad in others, man. And they're, they're always going to get away with it when you have all of these fucking morons that are eating up Dana White contender series, and he just pumping bodies in there and giving them content. Even MMA journalists, they can go around and and talk all the shit they want about. Fighters deserve more pay and this and that, and yet they go to the press conferences and they suck Dana's cock over and over and over, and he just keeps churning out the content for them. That's how they get paid. Clicks on and, and with order. the fighters, they're not going to collectively bargain. Uh, no. I, I really don't think nothing changes unless the government says what they're doing is well, illegal. It, it's could happen. Only, there's no union. That's the only way. There, like, there's unions in sports leagues besides MMA, right? There is no. There's no union fighting for their rights. They're not doing. They're not figuring out minimum salaries that make sense. Like in baseball, what the minimum salary? It's almost got to be up to 300k, I think, for baseball. And those are obviously bigger rosters. That Hockey's number goes like up every year. Yeah, it. it the, well, there's you, much you need, more players and well, more games too. But yeah, and you need yeah. your. That it never happen unless your biggest stars are the ones that are starting it. And you think Connor or John they never Jones will. or any of those? Hell no! It, it, like I said. It well, they government's the only action. one that's going to do they, anything. Bellator, Bellator cannot pay Connor. Like, let's say Connor's a free agent. He can't go to Bellator. They don't have pay-per-view. 
No, he would do it by himself I mean, if, because if he's that Connor, big enough. Have pay-per-view, though. But would they even sell just the Bellator name, even with Connor on it? Could they still they, sell? Maybe they would have, have promote. It they would, would be they like would do uh, it how they UFC do Aldo versus Faber. It, it would. It's how Bellator would do with Fedor. Bellator presents Fedor's fight, and he makes most it's of the money. One global. Yeah. Yeah. No one watched. Who cares? <laughs> you know, like yep, when you're in your prime and you're a draw, you have to be in the UFC to make your real money. Connor wouldn't have the money he had if he was in Bellator these last ten years. I mean, if Connor got out of his contract, I mean, he could put on his own pay per views, and that, he would make. More he's money. also the one off. He's the only one who's ever. John Jones, he couldn't do that in jail. Like, <laughs> well, that's those are two different things. <laughs> but he, Connor's the only one that has that draw where he could literally start his own promotion and be successful. No one else can do that. Yeah, I mean, John John yeah, Jones really could have never done that. It, it, no, Con- Connor's a. That's what I'm saying. And they just and it we like we talked about. They just kind of fell into Connor. They're not like building yep. guys up and yep. shit. Connor made himself outside of the UFC. It enhanced once he got to that stage, but he made himself. The UFC didn't make him. But like, when's no. the last true star the UFC has made? Like, it's it's content now, man. And it's I, yeah. I feel like you have to go back to like Chuck and Tito for guys that the UFC made built up and yeah. made into a rivalry and started. Well, there's, yeah. there's a lot of luck involved though too because the ufc has put their promotion behind certain guys and really really pumped them up it's true it they just tried they tried sean o'malley lately you know they there's guys they well, he's they just tried. a garbage fighter that's yeah his, you had the problem man. you had like that is the the problem is not all the guys had that left like Connor, yeah you know well, you yeah. got to knock guys out and, and show well, out well, That's also the other thing is there the reason that Dana White's contender series exists is because they're terrible at evaluating talent. So they're just yep. like, well, we're gonna throw as much of this shit at the wall as we can, and maybe yeah. some of it'll stick. Get some bodies that stick. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's tough. But all right, let's move on to uh, let's get let's get on with it. <laughs> let's move on to last week's card, and we took enough time up. Why don't we instead of just reading through every fight, maybe talk about. Some of the highlights uh, that we saw, I, I think on the prelims, what, anything? Uh, Johnny Edwards, hilarious. Andrade killed a man. Devontae Smith sucks. Um, yeah, that's all I got for the prelims. What do you guys got? Uh, what the hell? I can't barely even remember some of these. I, I did Eduardo Perez. I did Edgar and Young. Um the Marathi money was nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. We'll take Betchy. that. Great performance from Betchy. Oh, oh, we gotta get we gotta give at least ten seconds to the greatest athlete that the UFC has has ever She's seen. Great. <laughs> she was hilarious. Though. She is. She is great. How has ever done? How's nobody ever done a, a, a gif of like? Betchy and Kevin Randleman when their jumps side by side. <laughs> that that's what I want to see. Randleman's literally jumping as high as her fucking head. <laughs> and she's like three inches off the ground. She's an athlete. Don't don't mess with her. Sean, anything to add from the uh the pre we can cover the uh the main card more in depth, but yeah. Perez by sub, I guess uh, some people grabbed that ticket. It it, it opened at like plus two thousand, was available at like sixteen hundred for a while, a thousand for a while. I guess we should have known with uh, you know Eduardo, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. 
uh, I hate when those malarkey. huge props are obvious afterwards that, of like, that, what were we thinking? <laughs> but that, I, I that got the round like two. The, I didn't get the sub. So I was that, halfway. That, that, was, was, that was something that I thought Brad would have been on. Like the easiest bet on the entire card was Perez and Andrade. Literally the easiest bet the whole card. Get it out of the way. That's what I had. I had that, I had that exact Plus money. Thing. Yeah, I did but, too. Plus money. Thinking of the we'll move to the main card now and speaking of the the easiest hit on the card, <laughs> we we could not figure out what to do with um was that consent it was consensus or was it consensus? Yeah, consensus. consensus. Consensus, yep. So on the pre-show we couldn't figure out um what to do for consensus. We we couldn't agree and we were gonna pick something else. I didn't remember what it was. And as we were breaking on the fight, I pull up best fight odds. I was like, Hernandez KO one is plus three sixty five. And we all bet it while we were like recording the show. And that ended up being maybe the easiest plus 365 I've ever hit in my entire life. It was it was not in doubt from like a minute in. Like the dude was you could just tell. And like it maybe that's a thing to do, right? Because that they used to not have those like like KO and round one together for one guy. It's something that's kind of new where you can do like sub round one. But when you think of like these one-sided like minus five hundreds. And if there's a clear way, if you're getting plus 300, plus 350 on quick finishers, like, maybe there's something there. Yeah, like, uh, a confident, like, I know I can beat the shit out of this guy, Alex Hernandez, is is pretty fun. Like, when he when he but, knows, like... There's I, nothing coming back. He gives yeah, his confident he's, self, he's and he actually throws and uh, yep. does damage. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had him uh, by KO. I think it was around even money or something. I I, didn't, I wasn't on the show last week, didn't get to check it out. Uh, that that was a great bet. That was an absolute great bet. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one felt good. And uh, Jason Lowe said he uh, Perez was sub was thirteen to one uh, at the Australia book. God damn! Wow, that, that's got to be uh, our boy Aussie fight fan. It could be. I don't know his real he's name. He's always looking for them props. <laughs> those I, fucking I would, twenty to one, fifteen to one props. I figured he'd have some like really outrageous, raunchy shit to have into that text if it was him, though. Because <laughs> he's usually pretty wild. He's he's a yeah, wild man. That's fair. Yep. Oh god. All right. Um, also, that, that right hand, <laughs> that that right hand that Hernandez finished with. Uh, that launched that dude's body into another state. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those flying. ones where it literally lifted him up off the ground. It was yeah. fucking awesome. There's, Hernandez is one of those guys that, like, like you think he's going to be better than he is, but he's really not. And when I think that about someone, I want to watch Hernandez fight the Mike Breedens of the world bums. every single fight. Giving bums. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolute bums. I'm totally down for it. You get lines like that, like yeah. – Give yeah. him give him a contender series guy on two weeks notice every single time out. Yes. Straight up. I am all, fine with that. That's what day. we're here for. That's what they're there for. Yep. yep. All day. Um Jocko defeated Serkinov by split. That's we were along on this one. Um I, I didn't think Serkinov completely forgot how to wrestle, but apparently he did. So it's Canadian. We forgot about that he, when we were discussing this fight. They're unbettable. Like unbettable Canadians. He didn't seem like he like was like tired, real tired no. or anything. I mean his his do body, anything. his He's body, looked, yeah. his body looked funny though at one eighty five. Man, like he didn't even look like he was proportioned properly. Man, like the weirdest part was when he was like shadow boxing in the back, like warming up in the back. His elbows were all like puffed out, like he had 
Don't he know, didn't look right, man. Yeah, it was weird. He did not look right. His body just did not did not look right, man. But if you can't get Jotko down consistently, like come on, dude. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I can't understand that. Sarkinov's got to be on the just stay the fuck away, just as far away from as possible at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's toast. Um, Nico Price defeated Howboy by decision. Ooh. I was let down, man. I was let down in this fight. I thought this was one of those fights that was going to be awesome no matter what, and I thought it was okay. And also, yeah. I didn't think there was a chance in hell that if Nico Price was going to win, I was not going to cash that inside the distance plus 130. I thought that was an absolute steal, and I'm watching this. I was like, nah, not like this. <laughs> I had the under, and it was Why are you just close. laying up? Yeah. This was my yep, only yeah. under that didn't hit all night. Fucking. Yeah. Why, why I, had, I had a little under. Punch him. I had Nico, had Nico inside the distance and shocked that he could not get. Especially the way Cowboy was fighting. Cowboy was actually aggressive. Like, yeah. he was he was getting set up to get fucked up. And yep. Nico fought smart for like the first time in his yeah. life. Sad. I, I gotta say that like I was I was mad I lost my bet, but like I just I like Nico Price. Not just his fights though. He just seems like a good dude, and like I want him to win fights. I want him to keep being able to fight in the UFC. And you know, it is a, it, good on him too. Like Cowboy, even with how he is now, he's dangerous. Like that dude could kill you at any moment. And Nico, you know, the second round was rough, but like he took the path to victory that it needed to take, and you know. Good on. We need we need wild man Nico back though. The the best thing about that fight was before when Howboy came out crying and literally my entire timeline was like, is Howboy having twins? Is Howboy got another (laughs) kid on the way? (laughs) My whole timeline was just nothing but Cowboy kid jokes as he cries walking to the cage. Poor little fella. Um, All right, then we had middleweight division. Kevin Holland, no contest versus Kyle Dawkins. I know we all had kind of differing opinions, and I I even agreed with the opinions that were against mine. If that makes sense, uh, I can see the ref. Place. The ref fucked up, right? Like there it's was a clear bad. headbutt that ended the fight. It might have ended the fight thirty seconds later, but that was a clear headbutt that ended the fight. Referee fucked up completely. Didn't stop the fight. Let it go on. The two times of thinking are: Should Kevin Holland grab a loss because the referee fucked up completely, or should he go? Should he get a no contest when really? He shouldn't have got a no contest because of how it happened. And that's kind of the dilemma here. To me, even though maybe it was the wrong decision because the ref fucked up, the outcome being a no contest to me was the right call if you erase the referee being a moron because Kevin Kevin Holland should not get a loss because of a headbutt. That was kind of my stance, which is almost in the middle in a way, right? Like, yes, that was the wrong call to make because the fight kept going, but really – it was the right call to make for the fighters and what happened in the outcome. That was my, that was my but, stand. But in any other sport, can you just make up shit as you go? Yeah, that was my big problem. Budget? I had a, I had a massive problem with Sean Shelby in the middle of the discussion yeah. with the officials. Yeah. That's yeah. that's bullshit. Right if there was any faith in the. Um, uh, when you apply, like you try to get something overturned, if there was any chance of like them not fucking this up, yeah. well, they Mike probably should have just went with the original win. Um, yep. And did but, the no contest later once it goes. And you, you, you just fix it. I mean, that's the way it yep. goes. Like in other sports, if a ref fucks up, a ref fucks up, it's it's over. And that's what, <laughs> and that's what happened here. And it's not like Holland didn't like stop right then and there. He continued to fight. Uh, Dukakis got 
continued to work into a sub and shit. I get that it was the headbutt that caused Holland to be hurt, but he still kept fighting. Dukakis still kept fighting. The fight well, went on. nuts. Yeah, uh, like, nuts. <laughs> I, I will say, I'm, but I'm still okay with it because there was a clear penalty, yes. a clear referee fuck up that we took care of on fight night, and I'm but okay how, for that. How it, usually, fight night. how it usually works though is the call stands there. Even after he had looked at it and they had told him what happened, uh, Mergliata still wanted to give him the win. They had to yeah. take him out of the cage, all let him get around him, and pretty much change his mind. Yeah. So they changed the guys in the cage decision. My, what I think should have happened is what always happens. Dukakis got the win. He appealed. He would have got a no contest. Maybe. Mike Rodriguez didn't. Yeah, may, maybe. Who, who knows anymore? I, I just – if I just take away all that happened after the headbutt, if you were to just watch the headbutt and stopped watching and said that was a no contest, you would be okay with that. I would have been fine with it if it was stopped right then and there. Yeah, but I'm it wasn't. And Kevin, it Holland shouldn't, Kevin Holland shouldn't pay for stupid referees. And maybe this is the first I, I, time in MMA history <laughs> that we actually came out of a weird situation with the fighter not getting fucked because of referee being a moron. You know, the I, worst part but, about it is it's the one time where the fighter didn't get fucked, but they got to the right decision by a completely fucked up process. That's, that's and that's pure a, MMA. The that's sport a that is terrible MMA. precedent. My, it's it's a my, terrible precedent moving. I forward. agree. I know it was it was it would have been rare to happen, but what happens if Holland somehow throws some some stupid yeah. shit knocks out Dukakis? Like Just right an amazing that, comeback to, it, to almost get every, finished by a headbutt, and then he gets the a KO. Moment, like he's, he's on, he's riding high he, after that. He's gonna be on Sports Center. Everybody in the MMA world would be like, "Oh my God, what a comeback!" He got dropped by a headbutt and came back and won. Would it have been a no contest then? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, absolutely, I get not. it. I get Playing it. Playing with house money. There you and go. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the rules out of it. Referee responsibility. I, I get what you're saying. All that. Like, I'm just saying there was a vicious headbutt that stopped a fight. And I'm okay with the outcome after that vicious headbutt that stopped the fight being a no contest because that's what it should be. I will say this, and maybe this is my hot take. I thought Kyle Dawkins looked like absolute dog shit. And I think Kevin Holland would have beat the shit out of him if that fight would have kept going before the headbutt. Dawkins could not take him down. He kept holding this weird position because he was scared to get hit. He held that position with his arms and didn't even try to do anything for like 30 seconds. And I felt like I, I don't know. I thought he was going to gas out and get his fucking ass. He was going to get. He could not down. get the takedown. It was going to happen. It he could not happen. get the takedown. We're a couple minutes in. He was zero for four or whatever. Oh, he, he does some weird stupid position. shit though. So he he might have just gave a. a, a I don't know, man. Point, but yeah, until, it, it wasn't a head, good performance that's until that headbutt. I was thinking this bet's fucked. He cannot take him down. I was He's going to gas out. Holland never gasses out, and Holland's going to beat the shit out of him the last two rounds. I, That's I how was, I thought. I was feeling pretty good about my my, my Wes is always feeling good on fight. He couldn't take um, him down. Hey, I will say that one one good thing maybe happened is uh, if you watch Tuesday night, uh, Tyone stopped uh, that one fight where the dude got head butted and hurt, and he immediately stopped it and checked on him and shit like that. So. Maybe they just start catching catching shit a little. Yeah, maybe stuff like doing that. their job better. Maybe the, refs, maybe the refs start paying attention during the fight. You know, Her, yeah. Herb, Herb will never catch anything. I think no. I, I swear I think that dude's like legally blind in one eye or some shit. He's like it's, got, it's cataracts, man. That's what he's Herb's, Herb's the worst. He's he's just he's beyond bad. I will say this: yeah. 
I don't know if the li- the line's not going to be what it was. It's not going to be Kevin Holland minus one seventy five. If you're giving me plus money on Kevin Holland or even money, all in. Dawkins can't wrestle. He just can't. He doesn't know how to do it. I can't do it with uh, with Johnny uh, Hendricks and yeah, Kevin Holland is going to be a top ten wrestler. I, I, I think thinking Holland is some kind of great defensive takedown artist mm. now over watching a couple minutes of him right there. No, opposite. I, good luck with that. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think Holland's takedown defense really improved at all. Maybe a point or two. I think Dawkins is way worse than we all think he is or thought he is. I think Dawkins sucks. I, I think that's think what, like I, I think that's the conclusion I've come to. I just think if you're getting plus one fifty against Kevin Holland with almost anybody, you got. Yes, take it but if the if, if Holland's plus one twenty in the rematch, yeah, Lions may get it's a big. I'm not laying juice <laughs> on on Dukakis no, against Holland. Absolutely, he's not. the weaker half of the Dukakis brothers. Absolutely, yeah. His but brother, his brother's legit. His brother's <laughs> dead though. His brother has literally. <laughs> I, his man, death I gotta agree with you. I I think they might have gave him something. <laughs> Is Lance going to get Dukakis? <laughs> top five? He's not. Top five? He's not top five for one. We're back at that. He's Derek Lewis <laughs> we're, has no we're losses. Back to using that now. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After we beat Curtis Blades, we got the one freebie of beating a top five guy. Um, and Curtis Blades sucks. I think we we see yeah. that he's a trash can. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's that's too much. We don't need to harp on that. Um, main event. It's total up garbage, now, though, Lance. It's, it's tightening up. Lewis is only plus one twenty in that one now. Yeah, but why would you bet a Derek Lewis fight straight? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna take Dubronx by decision too? <laughs> what is the what is the inside the distance? Is it posted yet? Oh, that line no, won't be out yet. No. That won't be out till like a week before the fight. When's that fight? fight? I have no idea. Are there. It's months uh, months. Here it is. Oh yeah, they just have that one plus one twenty. Um, the main event was so bad, I literally can't tell you anything that happened the last three rounds. I could I completely stop. I started. Kavanaugh ruins another. I think uh, I was playing a board game when this happened. So we've talked about this before. Johnny Walker's holes were being too wild, being too crazy, leaving himself open. The problem is. The reason Johnny Walker has been successful (laughs) is because of those exact same things. So now if you take out – you're trying to fix a couple things he does bad that's cost him fights, and you're removing everything he does well. Now all you got a guy is who isn't doing anything he's good at and is a little less – he's not going to get knocked out. He's less susceptible to a knockout. You don't change guys' entire game plan. He's a top ten fighter in the world. You don't say let's just throw everything you do in the trash can and start over. You change, you, you make all little tweaks. You that was aggravating because I I like Johnny Walker. He is entertaining. He is fun, and everything that made him not just fun but good. He is good. He fucks up. He buzz up. But you can't deny Johnny Walker. He's a top ten fighter in the world. He is a good fighter. Is he good anymore? If he doesn't have knockout power and he's not being aggressive, is he good? Not not if look. Kavanaugh running fun Johnny Walker. Like, it's just another another example of, like, just stay the fuck away from this guy. Can we quit propping up some dude that literally lucked into a once-in-a-lifetime fighter? Like, what what else has this guy fucking done? Like, I, I, I'll never understand the fucking slobbing for, for that guy. But you're, Lance is right. Like, Johnny Walker is what he is. He's got a he's, – 
he's got to be that that ride or die fucking guy. Either get a dude out of there, or you're gonna probably get caught and get knocked out. That's that's fine. The dude's good enough. He's got the physical attributes to beat most guys. Like I think if he just fires against Santos, like Santos is walking on fucking two bum knees and shit. Dude ain't got no legs and shit. You can't go in there and bomb on that guy a little bit. Like we've seen yeah. him hurt. He's like that's, he's like thirty seven yeah. now or something. Like. It, it's funny, his, and the announcers kept saying, like, well, he's got to watch out for this. That's why he's doing this, because his power. I'm like, yeah, his only chance to win, win was to beat Johnny Walker. You got an old man coming off a couple losses. You bum rush him and make him feel he's in a fight. And I'm not an MMA coach. I don't know anything about it. I might be able to, you know, help you with your takedowns a little bit. Uh, but I'm not going to be able to teach you striking or give you game plans. But I'm also not a moron. <laughs> um, so sometimes just, you know, I, I, I say at work all the time and I'm like, they bring me in because I make everything simple because I'm an idiot and the simple way is the easy way. And I think fighting is kind of the same way as if Tiago Santos is a better fighter than Johnny Walker, which I think we can't agree on technically overall better fighter. So if you know, you have a better fighter across from you, your only chance is to catch him. The best way to catch him is to throw punches at his face, not back up in circle. Simple. And we and we've seen what happens to to a lot of dudes when Johnny Walker throws punches to their faces. Like he can yep. knock dudes out. Like yeah. get the fuck away from SBG, Johnny Walker. What the fuck are you thinking? Garbage. No. Nah. His strategy, he, he, like Kavanaugh, was basically Brian Caraway. He told him to point fight. But for one, he told him. Yeah. Host baby. He literally told him. Win this fight on points, Johnny. He's telling him in the corner, we're going to win this fight on points. Like, what are you doing? Johnny Walker's not beating this dude on points, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Ask your strategist, John Kavanaugh, now, you know. I mean, Jesus. he needs to go train in the shoot box. <laughs> That's what he needs. He's uh, a great Brazilians. Get him with Glover in the fucking, in the two car. And that dude might be a champ next year. <laughs> well, get, get him with Dubronx. If anyone knows how to be super, super aggressive while also being smart, it's Dubronx. <laughs> like, fight with a guy like that who you contain your fucking nut job is Lance, shit. Y'all, y'all's boy, Lance, your boy, uh, you uh, like to have a lot of conversations with old Magic Man is talking like Dubronx loses like seven guys <laughs> in the lightweight division, bro. <laughs> like, he loses oh, no, he loses to, to no man learn. on this earth. I had to talk to him. They learn. I think that's madness. I I want you to name me a couple guys that Dobronx loses to at this point. I am favoring Dubronx over any human. Any human. I mean, I mean, I understand. He chokes out of I know you are. I know you are. I I understand <laughs> his thought process with how Dubronx is. Anyone can beat him on a given night. And I won't say anyone. If you look at the top five, six guys, well, three or four, really? Say, right? Really anymore, though? Well, anyone can catch him. Anyone can put him out. He is hittable, right? And he has seen that. Like Gaethje, Poirier, they could win. But saying he should be, they should all be favored over him. Like, Benil Darius isn't beating Dubronx if he had one arm. Like, if Dubronx is like, all right, let me make this fair. Darius, like, he's what, fourth or fifth? What's yeah, Darius I mean, doing to do Bronx? He's third. <laughs> I, I think most of the guys at, at that weight have have. I think he's favored over anybody. Like anybody in that weight. Like yes, there might be a couple of dudes down there that 
Let Jimmy fight. He'll, he'll finally get his due if he, if he gets rid of Poirier. That's when he'll finally yeah. get his due. Well, the whole I quitter mean, but... thing is still there. How do you watch that Mike Chandler fight and say, do Bronx a quitter? The man went from six feet under getting bombed on by one of the hardest hitters in the division to literally knocking him out 10 seconds in the second round. If that's a quitter, give me a break. And it wasn't just that he finished in that second round. That second round started, you looked at Dubronx, he looked a fresher and more confident fighter when those two started the second round. Chandler was the one that was the, And that's the thing, though. Like, even the guys that can land that big punch on Dubronx, we've just seen that he can take it and recover, mm-hmm. come back. That wasn't Dubronx fucking eight or nine years ago. He no, found a way Tupac. out. That guy's, that guy's, he is just different, man. He, he's fucking different. Like, all these people I see that think Poirier is going to – like, I love Poirier, man. That, that mm-hmm. dude's one of my favorite fighters out there. He's a good fucking dude. Um, come on, man. Like, all of these people picking Poirier, like, when is the – There's going to be a lot of be- money on both sides, I think, in that fight. But, Wes, how much money – let's look at the last five years. On this podcast – we could buy a house with the money we've won on Dubronx. <laughs> we, we probably like, we probably should have been winning even more. Like we, I know. we're even the idiots that wasn't just like more. We're betting just enough. More. Yeah. Well, I think more for me, more. I'm so um, emotionally invested in that man as yeah. the founding father you, of the. You got to keep it. You got to keep it kind of <laughs> down. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how many times have over like have I argued that Dubronk's not a quitter, that he's the best at all this? Like, I've been saying that since that man choked out Efrain Escudero. Me and you have been saying that... it since before you believed it. Me, yeah, me well, and you. for a while, you, you know, you know me. I go from actually believing it to knowing it's not true, but arguing it to the death. <laughs> we we was having that argument with our boy, uh, our boy uh, uh, Chris. Addy. Well, Maddie and our boy Chris, it makes fun of Bellator all the time, too. He used to, yep. we argued with him about the whole esophagus thing for fucking ever. And yep. Yep. Finally. You, the, the thing with a guy like Dubronx is you can't teach his offensive skill. Like, yes, maybe he had some quitting issues and he had some, you know, not fighting through stuff, all that stuff. But his skill level since he was 21 has been better than most. And then when he developed the striking, as soon as I started seeing him strike, I was like, okay, maybe I wasn't fucking around. Like, this guy's <laughs> – he's killing people. <laughs> Sean, Sean's right, too. As, as much as his striking looks so much better, like, his wrestling is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's, like, few Brazilians, legit, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys that, that – like, he's, most of them that got good, like Pedro Munoz and all those guys, they got really good hands and turned into kickboxers. Yeah, like, I would say the only one that's – Similar, but I'd say Dubronx is better. Is Jacare got pretty good uh, with with his takedowns? But Dubronx looks like an all American wrestler. He look, he, <laughs> he gets takedowns all like an all American wrestler. wrestler. Don't yeah. you dare! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying he does uh, does the upper body stuff. Jacare was good at takedowns because he was just a fucking athletic freak. Yeah. He does. Dubronx has done Dubronx where. Those upper body takedowns are coming because he's improved so much on his positions in the clinch as well, uh, where that actually used to get him beat up a little bit. And he's really filled out in the weight class where he he's going to be stronger than Poirier. I haven't seen someone that's overpowering Dubronx yet, like in the clinch and stuff like that. And a lot of that is just positional. Like if you think about wrestling, it's not who's the physically stronger guy with the bigger biceps. It's who can get the best position and has the best wrist control. Um, and it's kind of similar with that. And we don't need to talk about Dubronx all day. You know, we, you can't get us started. But Dustin Poirier is a fucking dead man. 
I hope he's got a will out. I feel bad. bad for the charity that they're going to lose the founding father of their charity. But <laughs> I mean, if we're not going to talk fight. about Dubrox, does that mean we're going to talk about Glover? Soon. Soon. Ooh, soon. 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 Gar- garage See, I mean, Glover kind of grew on all of us. He didn't absolutely. We weren't all OG Glover fans. It was when I he started am. getting murdered and then started coming back. <laughs> I've talked about Glover way back even on Twitter with fucking Adam Martin about I, Kyle um, coming in about and it, destroying Kyle Kingsbury. Just about how long it, we used to talk about Glover like outside of the UFC and when he was going to get there and shit and mm-hmm. his visa and training with Chuck and shit. Like that's it, how it, long ago. I rem- I remember all that. I knew him. I just wasn't a fan. You weren't. You know what I you. you know when I became a fan of Glover Teixeira? It was that UFC countdown show at the garage and Grover <laughs> Clover was in a fucking trash can. Dude, I smacked in a trash can. With the 12 year old. That was the best shit. That was the start of it, man. They're like taking the camera sideways, and it's just Clover and this like 15 year old sitting in a trash can. I was like, this my dude. We've been doing the bit for like six years. (laughs) And and he's from, he's from, he, and he was doing it. He was living in Danbury. That's where my parents, you know, my parents are from Danbury. Yep. So, trash fans. Oh God, fucking fucking Glover! All right, good. I'm glad we took a lot of time, um, and uh, thanks for all the comments uh, from Jason, Hyper Blue, Frank, everyone commenting. Appreciate it. Um, I do enjoy these episodes. I think everyone breaks down fights. Everyone does fight interviews and stuff like that. I, I do enjoy just kind of uh, shooting the shit and do do ourselves. Yeah. I, I talk for a living, so I can sit in here and, and talk all day. Here for the name, you won't <laughs> yeah. get a lot of analysis here. This. And fun fact, my my wife actually is the one that uh, created the name of the podcast. Fun fact, when it was me and very, Ivan, very original. You and Ivan, <laughs> yeah, the interviewing was, fighters. It was originally the UFC Insight, um, and that's was Ivan like twelve when y'all started this or something. He was like eighteen or yeah, I think like seventeen, eighteen. He had to be real young. Yeah. He was really young, and I did literally ninety nine percent of the talking on the shows. It was basically Ivan going, Lance, what do you think about this? And I would break break down the fight, and then we did. We started doing interviews, um, and we were doing it here and there. I, I interviewed like Filthy Tom Lawler, um, bunch of random guys, Dennis Bermudez, and then I don't know how we did it. So it was right after the Ian McCall Mighty Mouse fight that had all the controversy in it because it should have been a draw. We, I, I interviewed Ian McCall and Mighty Mouse the following week, right after this happened on back-to-back days. And I'm thinking, like, like, at that point, I was like this is cool. I'm just a fan. I was kind of new into this. Like, and I was like, it was pretty fucking cool interviewing Mighty Mouse and Ian McCall right after they were, like, the headline of this big thing and all that. So that was uh, – that big was been downhill since then. From <laughs> it's yeah. really – you know, I, I probably did, like, 30 of these interviews with the fighters – I never enjoyed it. And it wasn't a nerves thing. I don't, I think you guys know me well enough. I don't get nervous about talking or speaking and any of that stuff. I just, I felt like a douche. Like, I really did. I was like, eh, so what do you think of the, and so like, give me a break. Like, I could never do that. And the only, fun, the one interview that I had a lot of fun with is I was, I interviewed Stitch. Um, Stitch Duran. And we ended up talking for like five minutes about how, uh, why and how wrestlers during, uh, wrestle uh, during matches when they butt their note up that we stick tampons in our nose. (laughs) 
And that was probably the only uh, interesting part. We, me and Stitch Duran talking about tampons was probably the highlight of, of all the interviews I did. I feel like the <laughs> least interesting thing about every fighter is their fighting career. Like, you're, you're never going to find out anything interesting about them from that. But some of them yeah. are somewhat interesting people outside of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it would seem like that's how with the, you'd almost want to have a regular person conversation with some of them because they'd probably be kind of cool to talk to. But you got to ask them all those fucking just cookie cutter fucking fight quite like, no. no. Yeah. Not for me. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the card and we can move through this one. Uh, Do we have to? Rather quickly. Uh, <laughs> starting out lightweight division, we have Steve Garcia taking Charlie on Taveras. You, Sean? Kind of a weird fight. Uh, Ontiveros is going down to 155. He last fought at 185. Uh, usually fights at 170. Garcia, I don't know what weight he should be at because he fought mostly a bantamweight, then couldn't make that. Fought at 145, and then he fought at 155. I think Ontiveros is, is definitely going to be bigger. Uh, probably has more power, but he's definitely a lot less scared, uh, skilled. Um, Ontiveros... He, he, he's got some power, but he also likes to get finished. So uh, instead of taking a side, uh, I, I think I'm going to play doesn't go decision. It's like minus 205, put that in a parlay. I mean, onto Veros inside, plus 470, that might be worth a sprinkle. He, yeah, was, all his fights. He's bad, and, he's bad yeah. but he, he likes to, to throw punches. I don't hate that under. Was that one and a half or two and a half? Oh no! It's go un, under. It was minus two hundred five. That doesn't go to decision. I'm going to put in a parlay. Oh, parlay! Mm. You parlay. You play, play, you can play under one and a half. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wes. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have too much uh, on this fight. Um, yeah, if anything, I would. I would play the dog uh, or the dog inside the distance. I, I don't think this fight goes uh, 15 minutes, but. Um, the under's kind of juice for me, so uh, definitely going to pick uh, the dog and, and Top Master and maybe sprinkle on him uh, inside the distance. Bradley? I'm definitely taking the shot on Charlie Antahitos. I mean, it's a, it's a great appetizer. <laughs> it's delicious. Um, and oh, I'll probably do it round one, because usually when he wins, he, he wins real early. You've got a... a Former welterweight has power against a former bantamweight who can't wrestle and doesn't have a submission game. So I think it's going to be on the feet early and uh, and uh, on Tiveros round one plus eleven hundred. So eleven hundred probably, probably give that a little sprinkle. Where where are you right now? And are you stealing your neighbor's internet? He's in no, the backyard. The backyard. Needs Remember the extender. Do you remember when uh, when Sean was in the podcast and half the podcast would just be crickets? Yeah, because he had to go outside and just rip <laughs> he, darts. That, that man <laughs> all night fucking, long. <laughs> he would smash like seventeen heaters, <laughs> and like he, he smokes more than he doesn't smoke. Like, yeah, it, it was like yeah. I, I worked with this this one guy in baseball when I was working in Columbus, huge redneck, and the guy literally had a dip in like all day every day. Like I think he dipped like three cans a day. And he used to just have this big dip and just marching around and be like, this is that bullshit we're talking about. And he would just walk around and just yell bullshit. And he's a good dude. Miss him. I got nothing on this fight. Um, I, I think Garcia is the most 
likely winner. Ontiveros is is really really not good. But I hope you hit your bet, Brad. If I do bet on this, it'd be some kind of doesn't go in a parlay or or under, but uh, possibly nothing. All right, <laughs> women's strawweight, Lupita Godinez versus Silviana Gomez Juarez. I'm out. You shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Late notice for the old uh, Juarez. Um, I man, going to a split decision against Jessica Penne, coming off a four-year, five-year layoff. <laughs> that is not a good look. Uh, I there's you could not pay me to bet this fight. Um, I will pick uh, Juarez in the old Tout Master and, and hopefully a dog barks because, yeah, Lupita lo- uh, lo- <laughs> going to a split and losing to Jessica Penny is terrible. Wesley? Yeah, I'm, I'm not touching this fight. I, I'll, uh, I'll take the dog and, and Tout Master because, like Sean said, I'm I'm fighting anybody that loses <laughs> this isn't the Jessica Penne at this point. So, yeah, uh, the dog, but no no bet whatsoever from me. Fred? Oh, I'm, I'm so, oh, no, no, I'm not. I thought I was. How's the we're doing? It, you're worse. I don't know. It's worse. I'm not worse. <laughs> went inside. Is, is, is your router outside? <laughs> Maybe. You can actually connect oh. to the extender because – I've got an extender um, that goes out, like the back backyard, because we've got another building out there. That well, it's working good. pretty good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, yeah, uh, this this one uh, person who just came into the fight is 36, so that's that always bodes well. Prime. Uh, Prime. But... You know, just judging by the pictures on on Tapology, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the underdog. Bad. I have That's no. Happened right there, baby. I have no comment. I'll move. I'll move on. Uh, by the way, division Charles Rosa, Damon Jackson, you saw? I think this should be a fun fight. Um, Rosa is usually in fairly fun fights when he's not just getting absolutely embarrassed on the ground. Um. Damon Jackson is is pretty good on the ground. I don't know if he's uh, he's up to the echelon that can just absolutely smother uh, Rosa. Um, so this this should spend some time on the feet, and then it it kind of gets a little bit interesting. Um, I'll probably pick Jackson. Um, I, I I think he 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 his wrestling probably is decent enough to get get Rosa down a couple times. I don't think he finds a sub. Rosa is obviously a, a very good black belt, just with some shitty wrestling. Um, so I think he survives. I think this goes to the decision. Uh, I'm, I played it for two units at minus one forty-five. So hopefully nobody gets finished. Wes, yeah, I, I kind of feel like if the leech can get get some takedowns in this fight, he could probably uh, grind out a, a decision here. Just. I don't know, man. Some fights Rosa can keep fights up, and he's he's decent on the feet. Um, I think Leach is kind of slow. Um, got some okay hands. Um, I just, man, I think it's close on the feet if it stays there and Rosa keeps it up. But you know, 
can he? Is Leach that great of a wrestler? Does he go for takedowns that much in, in fights? Seems like he he stands a lot with guys that a, that a stand and, and strike with him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna pick Rosa here. Um, I'm not sure if I, I'm gonna bet it. I, I just for some reason see this fight staying on the feet, and, and Rosa's hands are, are fairly decent. I think he can keep it close on the feet. Uh, if Leach does get some takedowns here, we've seen Rosa get get taken down quite a bit in, in some fights. Um, Sean's right; he, he's got really good uh, defensive grappling off his back and stuff. So I don't I don't see Leach getting a finish. So yeah, it probably goes to a decision. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Rosa though. I think he can keep it on the feet and uh, take a close decision. Fred. So so Wes, these fights that you've seen where Rosa's kept it on his feet. Has his opponent gone oh, for a takedown? Rel- relatively gone on stand up. Only when guys stand and strike with him. If you go for takedowns, usually on Rosa, you're, you're gonna <laughs> you're, you're gonna, gonna get him. him. You're gonna get him. Yeah. But Leach ain't like some uh, great. He's fought better wrestlers a lot than what Damon Jackson is. Like he's a horrible. Yeah, wrestler. And he's gotten taken down by all of them too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like if you want to take Rosa down, you're gonna get him down. And if you get Rosa down, you're going to be on top of him for the rest of the round because he's an idiot who's just going to try and throw a rather than getting back up to his feet. So even though Jackson wants to get a submission and will probably be a little bit more aggressive and that might actually leave some openings for Rosa to get up, uh, I think that he's been him for at least two minutes. And Rosa will probably win the striking. He's. I just don't trust him to to not spend time back in this fight. So. I... We got a few of those words. <laughs> Brad's internet is melting it in. It's like you're using my computer from when everything was fucked up. Um. I like Rosa in this one. So Rosa has never been submitted in his career. And Damon Jackson has only won by decision once in his entire career. He usually goes for the sub and he either gets it or he loses. Nothing really in between. He's not a grind it out for 15 minutes kind of guy. And I think, I think Jackson's wrestling is really bad. I think Rosa can keep it standing a little bit. He will get taken down, but I think, he can survive on the ground. He can be active on the ground. He can get up. And then I think in the feed, he can win. Uh, I think he can land better strikes. And I think at this price, I think it's, I think Rose is worth it. And I just don't see uh, if I was into betting overs um, or goes to decision. Uh, I think this one's more than likely going to go to decision. Um, and I think the line's pretty close, but I like Rose on this one. I think at plus like 160 or so, I think he's worth a, what is he? One, 160. Yeah, he's at the 160. I think he's worth a stab here. Damon uh, Jackson is not good. He's not a, not a good fighter. Decision. Rose is not good either, but. By decision, plus 315. Rose is due for a loss. He he alternates wins and losses. and He, he does. He does. But I, I might I might take a little, little stabby here. Um, all right. Heavyweight division. Alexander Romanoff versus Jared Vandera. Jesus, this card. Sean. <laughs> Brad, I don't know if you can hear me, but Mike, I have two questions for you. I can hear you guys uh, fine the whole time. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so my question is, did Boston Pizza invent Bandera Bread? And my second question is, do the two <laughs> other guys on this podcast know what Bandera Bread is? 
Nope. I'm going to say yes and no. Nothing. So I no, guess no, I... you're really alienating the, the podcast viewers with your <laughs> your name to only Canadians. and, and uh... are, you, are you talking about like poutine or something? <laughs> no. An appetizer. The, the like, bread. It's, it's, garlic, it's, it's garlic nothing bread special. It, it is. Yeah, it's very good tasting, though. Yeah. Um, as for this fight, I mean, Romanov should win. I don't think Vandera is very good. Um, Romanov has not looked that great when, when he's got some guys down. He he struggled in mount in, in some, a couple scenarios. I, I don't know. Uh, can Vandera survive? Uh, for seven and a half minutes, I think that's that's the way to play that this fight. Um, I, I'm probably just going to stay away. I'll pick Romanov to to get the sub. Hopefully, shortly after seven and a half minutes. Um, Wes, I don't like these. We're we're getting a, a true fatties at plus money. Truly? Plus money with truly a, fatties, a fat fucking Russian that can't <laughs> barely finish anybody. And one dude that's pretty shitty, but you know what? He's he's tough as hell, man. He will he will take an absolute beating. Um, that's the kind of guys I want when I'm uh, getting a true fatty. So I'm absolutely on this over at uh, plus money. And man, I see like everybody on the planet parlaying Romanoff inside the distance. I'm I'm not so sure about that. I I think this is one of those heavyweight fights where we could see Romanoff. Struggling to get some takedowns, getting them, laying on top, just being fat. Um, Romanoff by decision at plus 475. Um, I'm probably going to take a small little sprinkle on that, and I'm definitely playing the over one of that. Yeah. Brad, you going to bet the mountain? Am I coming through clear? Yes. Yeah. You Got to be clear for fatty's talk, dude. Come on. Yeah. Nice. This is the only fight that matters. I mean, absolutely fatty. Hundred percent fatties. I mean, not even a question. They're fat. Uh, yeah, yes. Stroganov sucks. Um, he's he carb loads before every fight. You can tell he burns it off in those first couple minutes, and then there's a big struggle. And Bandera bread, he carb loads too. You know, you you can tell you got the jiggle going on, the the nice little belly. Um, so he gasses after the first three minutes. And then it's just going to be two fat, sweaty guys just holding each other up against the cage in this one. It's, you know, it's what you love to see. The slot. True one and a half at plus money with these two motherfuckers. Like, this is what you dream about. You guys do. What's the, <laughs> what, what's the line? It's like plus 130 or something now. And one and a half? Yeah. Dude, we've seen this over and over with heavyweights nowadays. Two fat dudes that can't finish anybody laying on each other. Guys. I've never done it. So I, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to make sure that the internet worked, but the number of times that Bandera Bread has been finished under one and a half in his career, bagel. Zero. Nothing. Test. But what if he no. just takes Romanoff out straight to death? You know, nah. uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. He's not also a a big finisher himself, so 
I'm feeling confident about fatties in this one. Might be my only real bet of the card. I don't hate. Are you guys all on fatties? Of course. I didn't touch it, but mm. I've never just no. bet it. And let's make this the consensus. You don't bet for the first overs. Time. I don't bet I over. That was the rule. Let's do a fatty consensus first time on the show. Does that Not mean I have to bet it? Plus plus one thirty something. Like, come on, a true one and a half with these two bozos. Like, can I do like a half bet? Yeah. Just a unit plus sure. one thirty-two. All right, oh. fine. I will do fatties. It's gonna Woo! lose four seconds. Found a consensus. It's, this it's this is be, what happened last week, and it worked out. It's gonna be four seconds, and then it's gonna be over. <laughs> four Instant. four seconds. All right. Um, four, final prelim family division. Chris Gutierrez versus Felipe Corrales. New Sean. Felipe Corrales is bad. Um, getting dropped by Luke the Mook Sanders. Um, being in a competitive fight against Luke the Mook Sanders is is not a great uh, look. Uh, I don't think Gutierrez is that special. I mean, I, I guess his win against Yule is is not terrible, but I, I don't think many of us think much of, of Andre Yule any, anyway. Um, the calf kicks, man. Lance is gonna hate it. Brad's gonna hate it. I think. No, I'm down for gonna... this fight. Let's do it. Let's dance. <laughs> oh, now he's in on it. Now he wants it. So Brad's now, of course, like, he's not the gonna do way. it. They they love it when it's to their advantage. Yeah. yeah. Now that Lance is gonna bet on Gutierrez and want them calf kicks, you know he's not gonna do it. But uh, I, I'm trying to find something for a parlay piece. I don't. There's some some interesting characters out on the uh, the the internet's putting big bets on. On uh, on some Romanoff and uh, Gutierrez back to back, so that is uh, concerning. Oh, that is very concerning. Wes, yeah, I, I like Gutierrez here too. Uh, Sean's right; he's gonna use the leg kicks. He actually does it fairly well. Like you hate him, hate him or not, uh, he uses them very well in fights. So. Um, yeah, I, I like him in a spot. I like him as a parlay piece. Uh, probably see him just kind of, you know, box him up, leg kicking his way to a to a pretty wide decision here. Um, I'm going to parlay him with something I haven't finalized all, all my bets yet, though. But um, Gutierrez would definitely be in a, in a parlay. I like him to win a decision here. Fred? I'm, I'm sure Sean talked about leg kicks or calf kicks and, and all that bullshit. And that's exactly – why I can't trust Gutierrez. If somebody relies on calf kicks as their number one weapon, they suck. Does if somebody, it well, can't, de- if it somebody well. can't if somebody can't defend calf kicks, they suck. So both <laughs> so they deserve suck. it. <laughs> both these but, guys suck. Yeah. But you made a good point. Felipe sucks. So therefore your bet should be Gutierrez. It probably should be. But I have principles, Lance, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's, yeah, um, that's two fat slobs to slob on each other. Next guy, I, I got principles, <laughs> no calf kicks. <laughs> Gutierrez is like the Barbosa of leg kicks in the calf, though. Like, he throws really hard, painful calf kicks, which I hate. Don't like calf kicks. And I think to your point, Brad, good people don't lose by calf kick. You just don't. You just go through it. You do it. But Corrales sucks. Gutierrez doesn't. He's got good Corrales leg kicks. Or is it Corrales or Colares? 
Who cares? Yeah, either way, he almost lost a round three to Mook Sanders. He retired, RIP. Like, that's that's inexcusable Gu- shit. Gutierrez uh, round three a, is, a, is a pretty 17 good 17 to one. That, that's, Ooh, that's not too bad. Not bad. That's some late kicks coming in. Um, I, I'll have Gutierrez in parlay. Actually, I already bet a couple fights. I bet the a Gutierrez parlay and then another fight later. Bet the rest later. Um, midweight division. Phil Small Hogs versus Duran Win. New Sean? Midget, midget Hog. Midget Hog. <laughs> Big Hog versus Little Hog. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of uh, been on a roller coaster with old Phil Hogs. We were we were pumping his tires and then probably way too far down on him. And now he's fighting everybody's favorite five foot two middleweight. Now, mind you, our earlier discussion, Kyle Dawkins sucks. Maybe in hindsight, that's not the greatest win. <laughs> Kyle Dawkins sucks. He can't out-wrestle Holland. Don't forget. People don't forget that. Uh, I think for the most part, I think this fight is going to uh, to stay on the feet. Uh, Deron win is, is fairly good at, at stopping takedowns. He's also pretty good at taking an ass whooping. Uh, I know the guys that he's fought probably don't have the power that uh, the Phil Hoggs has, but... I mean, Phil, he, he he wasn't able to finish the last two guys, so so maybe that uh, that power is a little bit overstated. I know uh, knocking out something called Bestiev and uh, Robert Whitaker's BJJ coach is is a pretty big deal, but um, I think this fight goes to decision. Uh, I just played it small. It is kind of sketchy with with win kind of gassing out kind of quick and Hawes having some big power. So I, I only played it for one unit at plus 125. Um, man, Deron win is a five foot five middleweight. That is, I know oh, that's no. a big number on, on Hawes. Legit, dude. Come on. I don't, I, I don't think I can, do. can pick uh win to win. Mm, Wes. Yeah, like, come on, man. Are, are we are we serious here? These these next two bozos about to tell you that this five foot five midget is really gonna stay. It's it's gonna be on the feet. Like, Win is not taking Hawes down. Win's good enough. Lance is right. His, his wrestling's very very good. Hawes isn't taking him down. But he's a five foot five midget. Think he's gonna stand on the feet and outstrike Phil Hawes for fifteen minutes? The third might get kind of. I don't even think the third you're going to be worrying about about Hawes at this point. When does it look good in third rounds either? Like, uh, he, he's fucking 5'5", 185 pounds. He doesn't have, like, the great cardio either here. Um, I think Hawes is going to win this fight. I think he's going to win a wide decision on win here. Um, I, I don't I don't know if Hawes gets him out of there. I think the power is, is a little questionable. I don't think he's got some big knockout power or anything, but – I think he's going to win a fairly easy striking match here. Um, I, I like Hawes. I, I put him in a parlay. Brad? So, Lance, do you think it's just because they don't understand wrestling or they're not short enough? Or what What don't they understand about this fight? Because wins the better good. wrestler. He's got the he lower center of gravity. Down. He ain't taking no down. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, He's lower to the ground. Exactly. It's, ankle, it's picks, ankle picks. Yeah. <laughs> ankle picks. Ankle bites all day. <laughs> um, you know, I think this fight is actually going to going to be competitive. 
first round hogs. And if he doesn't get win out of there in the first round, I think it's going to get very interesting. I'm not sure that Win is going to be able to take Hobbs down in this one, but there's going to be a whole lot of them being up against the cage, and I'm interested to see who wins that battle. And I think it could be Win. I think he can control some position here and grind out some clock and take a decision in this one. I I don't think that based on Hogs getting a win over a guy who looked terrible against Kevin Holland, had terrible cardio against him, and somehow means that he's a guy that can now go into the second and third rounds of fights and actually do things. So I, I'm willing to take the shot on a win in this one. Uh, I think it's, what, like plus 260 straight and plus 550 by decision. I, I think both of those have a little play here. Wynn was getting his shit pieced up by a dude, something called Arroyo in his last fight. Like, come on, man. No, he wasn't. He won. He's a winner. He he won. He won the fight. He got pieced up by Eric Spicely. Spicely. I mean, we saw this fight. Darren Darren Stewart out wrestling him. Like, come on, man. Darren Stewart is not out wrestling him. This is the new (laughs) win. This man man beat Zahid. You can't forget that. Zahid Valencia, he teched him. That's all that matters. That's the only way no, to break down. Nobody knows for you. That, that is all that matters. Nobody sure. knows what that wrestling thing. You guys don't oh, know about Zahid Valencia? Nothing. Noobs. He's won the last two NCAA championships. Arizona State. Nothing. One of the best wrestlers in the world. And then I think he got kicked out of school. I don't know what he did. He's a bit of a lunatic. He didn't wrestle last year. I don't know why. He was back-to-back defending champion at 184, and then just he didn't wrestle last year. I think he got I bet you that guy food. could kick Darren Wynn's ass in a real fight. <laughs> Maybe. Um, he, couldn't, he couldn't in freestyle. What happened to Zahid? I remember I read it, and then I forgot. I don't remember what he did. Uh, probably drugs the, or something. The but Hogs he, got revoked, uh, Jason Lowe. Uh, he's he's asking about the hognalysis on this this uh, matchup here. Yeah, but I I think I mean, this is where you got to think like about fire hydrant. Yeah, well, I think this curse. is the you know the the com- yeah the common argument. Do you want yeah, long or do you want fat? Yeah, <laughs> right. So I like I like win here. Um, if this fight was to pick him, I'm not betting win. I think it plus two sixty <laughs> versus. I think Hogs is still an average fighter. I think we're putting a lot of – don't forget, we all bet Kyle Dawkins to out-wrestle and beat Phil Hoggs not too long ago. That same Kyle Dawkins couldn't take down Kevin Holland without headbutting his ass to get him to the ground. Is Hoggs good or does Dawkins sucks? I think it's Dawkins sucks. I think Hoggs is who we originally thought he was when he was gassing out and all kinds of, you know – Whatever. Um, and I, I like win here. I like him to get takedowns. I like him to make it dirty. I like him to survive the first round. He can take a shot. And I think he gets more takedowns. I think this is a boring fight that's going to be mostly wrestling. And I'll take the wrestler, plus 260. This is Munich. Munich. We didn't have a Munich until, like, what, 10 seconds before the show? Plus 260 Munich. We couldn't. Good we luck, could. sirs. As long as it goes decision, I don't care. Good luck you guys should watch horse. the Heat Good luck with your, fucking, your horse jockey. 
you, you guys should watch some Valencia videos to uh I'm pretty sure Valencia is uh, is taller than dogs. So Valencia is a giant. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I forget why he didn't wrestle last year. Maybe steroids. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> I don't know. Smart, Something happened. Uh Valencia is tall mm. as shit. He's he's really how tall is Hogs? He's like five nine or something. He's he's not tall. Valencia's got is definitely got to be five eleven. Valencia's got to be over six why. foot. But Valencia's badass. I don't know what he, what he's doing, but he, he all. I mean, win beat uh, Pat Downey. There's a big list there. He's got the he's got the credentials. Saying it's a lock. All right. Um, do we even want to talk about this Mazo Agababa fight? Is that a thing? Nothing. Nothing. I absolutely well, so, nothing. Supposedly, she, she got kicked out of her gym because she was on drugs or something, and then she was also stalking one of her uh, her teammates' wives. <laughs> um, and people are oh, concerned boy, about this. She, I, this is making me want to back her more. No, yeah, you want to bet because she's like in that. Florida, she's... so obviously she was high on meth. So you know she's training like twenty three hours a day, <laughs> and the other hours she's trying about? to assert dominance by stalking. Uh, guys as chicks that she wants to intimidate. Did you so see she her can... new look? <laughs> no. She, blonde, she dyed her hair blonde and it looks like this blonde wig and uh, our buddy Magic Man goes, what's she trying to be, Carmelo Soprano? <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the pic, it's solid comment. You should check it out. Uh, she looks crazy. She looks like the, the I mean, scorned, she's on meth. She looks like the scorned chick from those Lifetime movies. <laughs> like don't fuck with her. She's she's probably gonna kill. I right know she's probably gonna fuck up Sabina Mazo. Oh god. All right, we'll we'll move on. What's the line on this? What is what is crazy? Life crazy life? ladies plus one fifty eight. What's a what's a Sabina Mazo? Do I know her? She lost uh, to Alexis. Should. Davis. She's on a main card UFC. She lost <laughs> to Alexis Davis last time. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. So I mean, Agapova lost the crazy to Shayna Dobson. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're framing this all wrong, Sean. You're framing it all wrong. The the crazy one went from like minus 1,200. Yeah. And now she's an underdog to a chick that lost to Alexis Davis. Yeah. Are we I mean, betting crazy lady? Obviously. I mean, this this card is bad enough that it, it, it might be worth Believe. a sprinkle. She beat Shockwave. That's true. That's a true test right there. That's a so, that's a Tucker. That's an auto bet right there, baby. When I was clicking through, I couldn't even believe this. Maybe I forgot about it. So Cypher's our girl Shockwave. She had lost four in a row. Did you know she had a fifth fight scheduled? Yep. And then it got canceled. So they're gonna let her lose five in a row. I mean, that's Shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> All Everybody right. Yeah. Wants to fight. I'm gonna bet Acapova. It's gonna happen. Maybe it's the Seltzers talking. I don't know. Let's move to the flyweight division. They got Tim Elliott taking on Matias Nikolai. You, Sean? Yeah, I think this is a fairly fairly close fight. Um, Tim Elliott, obviously, he, for the most part, goes for broke with, with takedowns. I mean, he's been a little bit better since uh, having uh, Kraus as his head coach. But um, Nikolai hasn't really fought any really good wrestlers, so it's it's hard to know exactly how good his takedown defense is. Um, I think if he can can stuff some takedowns, uh, get Elliot tired a bit, 
I, I think he can take over in, in the second half of this fight. So I'll pick Nicolau, but uh, I don't really want to have a, a bet on this fight. Wes? Yeah, I don't think Nicolau's fight fought any good wrestlers. Like guys that you think they have good wrestling, uh, back in, you know, Moraga and Dustin Ortiz and guys like that, and they end up just striking with him. Uh, I mean, Ortiz got him out of there when he was on that run. Um and I mean, say what you will about Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott can get the takedowns. His problem always was is he was always trying to pull something off and giving up so much position. Um, he hasn't been doing that uh, since he's been training with Cross. So I think he can get some takedowns here. And I think if he does get takedowns, Tim Elliott's uh, a whole lot more about control now on the matter. If he fights like he did in that last one when he was on the mat, um, I like him quite a bit. I still think Tim Elliott's really talented, man. Um, I just think it was he's one of those guys that needed to get the right kind of camp and coaching. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on that here, too. I mean, at, at, at some plus money against a guy that I think might be good but hasn't really hasn't really fought anybody at this point, I think. Uh, I'm take a small shot on, on Timmy Elliott here. Brad? Tim Elliott is – He's all right. He's fun from time to time. He's never actually beaten anybody good. He had one good round against Demetrius Johnson and got his ass kicked for 20 minutes. And he's been living off of that and beating the occasional Mark De La Rosa or Ryan Benoit or... Uh, who was the last guy that we we bet on Elliot against? We couldn't believe he was even money against him at uh, Espinoza. He, he beats yep. all of those guys. Uh, Nicolau, I think, is actually a good fighter. Uh, he was one of those victims of the UFC trying to get rid of the flyweight division, and he never should have been cut in the division in the first place. He's he's got skills everywhere. He's a better striker than Tim Elliott by a big margin. He's a more dangerous submission threat than Elliot, and we know that Elliot, uh, you know, he will stick his head into to guillotines and uh, you know play with fire a little bit on the ground. So I, you know, I, I don't think that Nicolau is going to win by submission here, but there's certainly the possibility. And honestly, Elliot isn't pr- he's not a, really a great wrestler wrestling himself and Nicolau can throw some takedowns in there on his own so I think that this is a more competitive wrestling match than you guys think it'll be uh, but everywhere else I think Nicolau has big advantages so I know the price is big I'm not playing it I understand why people are playing Elliot but uh, I can't uh, I can't justify that I think Nicolau is gonna miss on the feet enough and uh, work his way to the decision yeah, I like Elliot. Um, opposite of what everything Brad said, uh, he's just he's wrong. Um, I, I think Elliot's the much better wrestler here. I think he's going to work to get takedowns constantly. His pressure is endless. Um, and I think, yeah, I, you, there's two ways to look at, at Elliot. He beat nobody good, or he beat everyone he was supposed to and lost to the guys he was supposed to, and we know his place in the division. And that's okay. This is not the kind of guy he's he's lost to in the past. This is the kind of guy he's beat. He has a wrestling advantage. He has a cardio advantage. He has a lunatic advantage because he's just a fucking nut job. And I think the Krauss thing has been good in his career. I think 
where we talked about Johnny Walker and what made him so good was his pressure and him being a lunatic. That's actually what hurt Tim Elliott in the past was he was too crazy. He was taking risks that weren't leading to finishes. He was just taking risks to take lists, like outside of the random guillotine he might have gotten. I just think this is going to be Tim Elliott just being the better grappler, and I think he's going to dictate where the fight goes at plus 160 all over it. Uh, love Tim Elliott here, uh, so he is going to be a bet. Yay. Go Tim Elliott. All right. Co-main event. Not kidding. Jared Gooden rocking out the co-main uh, versus Randy fucking Brown. Man, that's new, Sean. Jared Gooden, main event, followed by Carlos Felipe versus Andre Arlovsky next week. We are here. Man. This is a fucking bad co-main event. Um, the line should be wider. Uh, I I guess some people are impressed by Gooden knockout last time. Um, that guy is not very good. Um, I don't think Gooden's that good. Um, Randy Brown has fought a lot better fighters than Jared Gooden uh, and done well against a bunch of them. Um I think on this feet, Gooden has a chance to, to knock him out, but more likely, Brown's going to jab the shit out of him and, and might even uh, throw something heavy and, and get him out of there. Um, if this goes a little longer, I could see Gooden gassing and, and Brown even getting him down uh, in the third and then doing some damage on the ground, maybe grabbing a sub. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think Brown should uh, should win this fight. Uh Gooden's got a, a puncher's chance. That's uh, that's all. Yep. Wes? Yeah, I like Randy Brown quite a bit in this fight, uh, honestly. Uh, I, I think he's way better than Gooden. Like, Sean's right. Gooden's got a, a slight puncher's chance here. But, I mean, even that's slim with the way Randy Brown fights. Like, the dude uses his jab, like Sean said, very well. It's linked very well. Um, I mean – the competition, the level of competition he's fought is just a completely different level than good in here. Um, yeah, I, I just think Randy Brown's the way better fighter. Um, yeah, I, I got him parlayed a couple of different ways, one with Halls and, and some, some other stuff. Um, also, uh, I could see Randy Brown getting getting some takedowns here in this fight. He, he, can, he can get guys down. He's got some okay wrestling. And uh, you can pull off subs from time to time, man. So I'm going to sprinkle on sub. I think it's around plus 400 still right now. So I like Randy Brown quite a bit. Um, sprinkle on sub. Brad? Yeah, uh, not really a whole lot to add here, um, except uh, I think we can go back to, to calling Brohug's boy Jared Batten because he stinks. He's not good. It's kind of ridiculous that he's somehow in a co-main event and it's yeah. not a reschedule fight. <laughs> hey, yes. The the management company's working out after all, I guess. And now now that he now that he's all in, you know, he's not he's not trying to tout anymore because it's he just gave he gave all the money to the listeners that he could. That's that's right. Gooden's um, on the track, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like Brown. I've been trying to find something to, to parlay with him. Uh, I, I really don't want to bet Gutierrez, but Brown and Gutierrez is plus money. 
Brown and over one and a half in win is plus money. Uh, there's a couple different options. Uh, maybe the over one and a half in uh, in Jackson Rosa that should be uh, pretty easy, and it's probably right around uh, plus money as well. Yeah, I like uh, I like Brown a good bit here. I, I think he's I think he's better everywhere. Um, I think there could be some moments on the feet that we might uh, get a little worried about, but the wrestling advantage is there. Um, the the jujitsu advantage is there. I I kind of like that the idea of, of him by sub. I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna stay on the feet until he gets hit. If he gets hit a little bit, I think Brown's gonna think he he's not a, a dumb fighter. Um, he's had some dumb moments in the past and more caught in weird shit than dumb moments, maybe I would say. But I think he knows that he can get this fight to the ground when he wants. He's going to do so. I think this is just overmatched. This doesn't make any sense. Um, Brown is a good fighter. Gooden is a bad fighter. So them fighting in the main event is weird, especially after Brown's coming off a finish. It, it doesn't really – it doesn't make sense. But it's always good to get a, get a quick win. So I like Brown here. I haven't parlayed with, uh, with Gutierrez. <laughs> Gooden's trying to like Brown. <laughs> You might want to bring in some slightly better training partners. I haven't been to a gym. You need. I haven't. I haven't been to a gym since '03, but I'll gladly fight bro hugs. No problem. <laughs> I've, I've, our, I've already you watch seen out for that arm bar. I've well, already seen look, bro hugs, bro. Well, you know my move. You right, looking Sean? for a mustache ride, Lance? Well, but <laughs> you know my move. Um, anytime I would fight this, it, it's double leg to the rape joke. Mm. That's my that's my go to with guys like this. You just double leg straight straight to the rape joke. I mean, you think you guys you guys have seen these? Oh, hello, that's a finisher. Hello, that's a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> yep, double the rape joke. How can we not see the rape joke in, in like WMA more? Like, I feel like that could get some finishes. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like that's I the mean, level. It's, it's the it's the likely transition after the armbar from guard. Yeah, the rape joke, the double leg to rape joke. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna really promote this double leg to, to rape joke. Open, open a gym, Lance. Open a gym. Yeah. I mean, there's some gyms in Nashville. I think Michael Chandler, um, when he's not quarantining, uh, is probably is probably practicing around here. And the views on the pod are just gonna skyrocket when you're out promoting the, the double leg to the rape joke. Double leg to rape joke. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, women. <laughs> Strawweight division, uh, main event, always a good sign. Uh, Marina Rodriguez had to look her up, forgot who she was versus Mackenzie Dern. All right, new Sean, let's go. Yeah, I'll be quick. Uh, Dern had zero takedowns um, until the last fight. I guess it, well, she's basically only gone for one takedown and and got one before that, but um, she somehow gets subs because this is women's MMA and and fighters seem to do dumb things and put themselves in, in very bad situations when they fight uh, Mackenzie Dern. Could Rodriguez do that? Uh, it's possible. Um, I mean, Reboss was able to, to get her down and, and smother her in the first round. Um, I don't think Dern has the takedowns of Reboss, so uh, I don't know how it gets there. Mackenzie Dern round one sub is like plus 450. It's, it's probably not a terrible bet. But this is women's MMA, so I mean, she could could follow into sub into a sub in the in the second or third. You never know. Um, this might look a lot like the Rebus fight, where 
um, against Rebus against Dern. Rodriguez could just jab her way, and, and Dern could get tired, and it could just be a, a boring jab fest. Uh, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'll probably pick the dog just because it's uh, a women's fight, and that's usually what I do. Wes? Yeah, I don't have much to add besides what, what Sean said. I think he broke it down about, about as well as you could. Um, does Darren get, get her down in the first round and get the sub? I mean, it's, it's kind of the question here. I think if she doesn't, she will start getting tired. We've seen her get really gassy and, and pass fights and get pieced up on the feet. So that happens. Rodriguez can absolutely jab the shit out of her. Um, I guess I'll pick the dog too, uh, but I'm, I'm probably not going to bet this fight at all. Yep. Brad. Yeah. Dern is not good. Uh, she, she can grapple and being extremely one dimensional works in these divisions. Uh, and maybe she can do that in the first round. If she can't, though, I think she's in trouble. And Rodriguez has been in there with better wrestlers than, than Dern and managed to work her way back up to the feet. Um, she's been in there with not better submission grapplers, but decent submission grapplers and, and managed not to get submitted. Uh, so I, I think she'll avoid getting finished here. And at some point over five rounds, ugh, this is going to be five rounds. Five rounds, baby. Wow. Oh, Hell yeah. And Dern survive. I she doesn't realize that shit. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Rodriguez is going to tire her out and start to take over. But honestly, I'm probably not going to be watching at that point. I, I don't care. We're going to – oh, this is an early card. My God. I was like I, – I was thinking – we got fucking Fury and Wilder uh, Saturday night. Like, nope, this is an early card. So, what, how early is it starting? I'm playing it's, golf. It's Thanksgiving up here, so uh, there's gonna be people. Thanksgiving so. next month, Fred. Yeah, no, it's, it's Saturday. No, this Here's is the real Monday, one. Monday, yes. <laughs> um, I'm I'm playing golf at like eight thirty, I think. So I won't be home till yeah, like. I don't one. even know what time the card starts, dude. I have no idea. I'll be. It starts. Uh, I'm looking at. It starts at twelve thirty. Oh no! I'll miss the Steve Garcia fight in the Prelims. Loopy <laughs> Gonzalez. Prelims well, start at one. It's like an yeah. early, early card. Yeah, wow. twelve thirty for me. Gross. Yep. Yep. Um, the card sucks. I'm gonna force a lot of bets on it though. Do it. Yep. Just to be uh, safe. I always do it too. That's. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and just, like, break 80, though. Like, no big deal. All right. Where are we at? That's it. it. That's <laughs> Is it me? Uh, yeah. that, well, um, it's you. Yes. What do you rounds. have on this, this tremendous main event? Real I like Dern, man. I like oh, Dern here. I, I think she's got the uh, the way to dictate where the fight goes, get a takedown, submit her. That's a wrap. Don't hate that sub one. Um, that seems to be the likely outcome. Maybe to save a couple shekels. For my Jewish yeah. friends, um, maybe I'll just play play it smaller and do that round one round one sub and just say fuck it. And that way, if it doesn't happen, I can be like, oh. <laughs> see you later. So yeah, I don't uh, I don't hate that. So yeah, and enjoyed the show this week. I, I like talking shop with you guys uh, when we don't have to talk about horrible fights, either past, present, or future, which consistent. 
terrible mm-hmm. past, present, future. Um, we'll be back next week, maybe. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's I can't. Bad. I mean, I'm going, to banger next week. I'm going to Vegas for like five and a half days, and that Friday is kind of hard to be like, hey, got to do the podcast. <laughs> Before Honestly, the, the main <laughs> event next week is so much worse, and the co-main yeah. event, very bad. Yeah. But at least there's a couple of fights on the card next week that I, I'm kind of interested in seeing. Yeah. I'm going to – land getting blown up. I'm going to try to hang out with Nate Landewehr – over the weekend in person, like the craps tables. Uh, but other than that, yeah, me and me and Nate are gonna we're gonna take Vegas down. Oh, and Talk you see, um, Aaron Water, uh, Aaron Watershore is gonna be in Vegas when I am too. So yeah, we're gonna hang out. That'll be fun. They're not. They're got, gonna have a seltzer left in Vegas. He's been tweeting circa every day, like talking shit, and they've been responding. And today he was like, "I need to know the seltzer menu ahead of time." Or something <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crush some, and I I I ping Dan. Gonna try to meet up with Dan Tom too while I'm there. So nice yeah, time. should be good. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. You I hope see you guys if can do a, a guest appearance. On better to do. See on the line. We what? <laughs> yeah, you should, you should see if you can ask, do a guest appearance on UFC you can, on the line. Yeah. Oh no, I'm busy that day. <laughs> yeah. Pass. Pass. They can't afford my fees. Um. No. Anyway, we will talk to you guys later. I hope you guys don't catch the fights uh, this weekend because, oh, yeah, it's better to do. So appreciate it. See you next week, maybe.